Beasley Workwear, now proudly sponsors Trade Legends. Big welcome to the show, Matt. And what we want to do and what we tend to get everybody to do is just to take us back to where it all started for you. Obviously, you're a, you're a qualified Sparky electrician. Got mm -hmm. that correct? Yep. And uh, you're based in Brisbane. You're from Australia. Obviously, for all the people that sort of listen and watch over here, we want to sort of get to know about you, how you came to sort of getting onto social media as well, because you've got a really good following across multiple platforms as well. And just basically tell us why you, A, decided to be a Sparky, what sort of age you were, the types of things that you do over over there that might be different to people over here and give people an insight as to, you know, you as a person as well. So I'll, I'll go over to you, yeah. and if you if you take us back to the, the beginning and then just talk us through how, we, how we've got to where we are today. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, basically started, well, I was probably, I think, 18 or 19, like came out of school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. My dad's a plumber, so he was in the trade. Um, I figured I was going to go that route. I was working at Super Cheap Auto at the time, which is a uh, car store selling car parts, that sort of stuff. Love cars. I actually wanted to get into, um, to be a mechanic. Started a course where you do a couple of weeks, you can see if you like it, that sort of thing. And um, I actually sort of found out that I wasn't going to be earning as much as I wanted to be earning, basically. And so I bailed out of that and talked to a few other people that were at the college I was at and uh, talked to some people that I knew that were doing the electrical and uh, always liked the electrical side. I've always um, pulled things apart and wired up certain things, always playing around with electricity. Um, and then, yeah, just jumped straight into that and did a few weeks in the course. I got a job through that or an apprenticeship. And uh, that was probably at about age 19, I guess. And I've actually been with the same company ever since. It's been roughly 15 years now. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it though. Yeah, did the four years, did a whole pile of different work. And uh, yeah, still with the same company, never went out on my own, not yet anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. I know obviously when you're with a company, it's not something that you that you talk about. I mean, a lot of people have aspirations to go out on their own and sometimes the grass isn't greener mm. on the other side. I mean, is there any situation where you find yourself where you, you might think about doing that? Is Because I'm sure it crosses every trades person's mind. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, you know, it's it's unheard of really now, isn't it, that somebody's been with a company for, for 15 years. But mm. that's, that's probably testament as well to the company that you work for um, that, 100%, you know, they've, yeah. they've managed to retain you. Cause over, over here, I wouldn't say. Yeah. I think if you work for family, you probably stick with it longer, but yeah, it seems to be mm. that people, when they get qualified, when they're working for a company and they realize that they can do the job for themselves and, you know, get the money rather than go to their boss and, it's quite a common thing yeah, yeah. So, quite early. So you, when you say, say you started your apprenticeship 18, 19, is that a bit late or is that standard for 
you guys? Probably about standard. It's pretty much out of school. I think it was roughly uh, almost a year after finishing school, high school. And um, after that, yeah, it was probably about a year. Most kids will stay in high school till they're 18. Yeah, roughly, yeah, 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah, finish year 12. Um, yeah, you. a lot of kids will start their apprenticeship in school. So you can start at, um, you're roughly 16 and you do like a day here and there during the year and you sort of uh, do your apprenticeship that way and you can do it a little bit quicker and sooner, but there's not too many people that do that. Uh, yeah, it's usually out of school, yeah. How long was your apprenticeship for? Did you say, was it four years? Four years, so yeah. I think that's the yep. same. That yeah, that's about discusses. standard. It's just that, like we can, when they finish GCSE, they can go straight into their apprenticeship at 16. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, is that changing? No, they've... Have, kids got to stay on i i think that you can still at 16 leave and then go into to full-time work so if you've got yeah so, you, so your apprenticeship i mean i think that's still a good way that the aussies are doing it because you know you still you've got that stability of school but you're still learning so you you can i like the sound of still being at school but starting your apprenticeship that sounds because then you've mm. still got that sort of balance of being able to ask questions at school. Yeah, because at 16, you don't really know what you want to do. Well, like we spoke to um, exactly Adam last night. He's yeah. still he's 30-odd now and still doesn't know what he wants to do. So yeah. at 16, <laughs> what chance have you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so going back again as well, like the mechanics sort of side of things, do you still work on cars now? you still fix cars or into, into your cars and stuff now? Um. Pretty much just after I started doing all the social media, I actually sold my car. Um, but yeah, I built cars up from, I was about 20 when I started getting into cars and I actually built sort of like a track car um, in my spare time. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely loved it. Yeah. Because I see you love a lawnmower as well. You're a man after my own heart. Like yeah, yeah. I've gone to lawnmowers now. Yeah, <laughs> yep. dad life now. Yeah, sold the sold the track car. Yeah, a man <laughs> a man that loves his grass is uh, you know, I keep him high up in my opinion. I love a bit of grass. Is that a ride on lawnmower? No, he, he's always testing. Like it, nah. was, it was a Matabo one, was it the other day? That I saw you. Yeah, I just got a Matabo one. Yeah, yeah. I've got a cylinder mower that I use usually. Yeah. So you get the lines and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Matt. Which one's your favourite? Which one? Oh, it's, it's still the cylinder mower. It's it's a 25 year old mower. They're an icon over here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can't go past them. They're yeah, they're really. I like good. that. Yeah. You know when you have like so hammers. Yeah. There's a brand that well, mm. Estwing is yeah. what I would say is the the best mm. hammer. There's obviously the best lawnmower and there's the best fridge. There's mm-hmm. always one thing. I like that. I think what it is as well is when you're, say, you know, when you're an apprentice, if you start with a particular brand and it works mm. for you, you don't like humans, I think, are preconditioned to be a bit like we don't like change. But I think the one thing, obviously, when you guys, you and Pete, especially when you're testing new tools and you do find something that you love, that's why it's good with social media because you can sort of, you can show those mm. things off to other people and hopefully yeah. help somebody else. I mean, when when did when did you start the social media then? So when take us back to when that started, because is that a recent thing yeah. or is that I mean how how recent is that for um, you? I think it's roughly two years old, maybe two and a half years old now. I've, uh, so I've been doing it for roughly about that. Um, it was around when the whole pandemic sort of came in. Um, I was actually on 
paternity leave. So I had a kid and we actually um, get, what do we get? Three months off paid uh, through work. I need to get yeah. some babies over. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, so while, while that happened, I had a bit of free time and, well, actually, I might, yeah, I may as well get into how I started it. Uh, I had to get on my tools because I had a van for work. I had a company car for insurance. I had to write a list of all the tools and take a photo and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think you actually talked about it in one of your last uh, episodes. Um, so, yeah, I got it all out and realised how many tools I actually sort of had. So... Uh, ended up taking photos and putting it onto Instagram on my normal account and actually sort of got some interaction from it and I actually found the, the whole uh, community, the online community for tools. Uh, so I've always always loved tools. That's been one of the one of the big parts of being in the trade. And uh, yeah, sort of just delved into the tools more and started talking about them. But yeah, it's been two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much didn't use social media before that. And you say you obviously you work for a company. Are they do you do do you make content at work? Are they okay with that? No, not really. Um, I keep I really do limit the stuff at work, um, just because obviously I'm on their time that sort of stuff. So yeah, any, anything is sort of it's either when I'm going to lunch or uh, after or before work, but it's really limited. Most most of the stuff is at home or when I'm doing other works. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're commercial, aren't you? Commercial spark. Yeah, mainly commercial, yeah. Yep. I mean, what made yep. you, What made you? because, you know, over here, it's a real sort of big split, isn't it? Like domestic and commercial. Mm, yeah. I'd say most, most people tend to gravitate towards domestic here. I'd say that. Am I, would you say okay. I'm right with that? I, I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, obviously you work for someone and you've got to be careful because you're on their time and they're not paying you to make content. Mm -hmm. Commercial stuff. A lot of the time, if you're in a a, a business, you can't, say, you can't yeah. film anyway, and the, you can't show stuff. So I think that's probably why the domestic guys are more prevalent on Instagram because they can, they've got a bit more freedom to film stuff, and especially mm. the, the uh, domestic guys are generally self-employed mm. and they can do, you know, it's their own I mean, time. I mean, is that the, is that the same then over there? Like, you know, because if if you go on a commercial job, a lot of the time, the the, the site managers and stuff are like, there's no filming on here. Um, you know, obviously you're probably more at risk of getting injured as well if you're on a commercial site if there's other mm, trades on there right. than, yeah. than stuff like that i mean what made you what made you think i'll go commercial as opposed to domestic is there more money involved in australia in the commercial side or is it just there's more yeah. opportunity with that sort of stuff because the, there's there's more building yeah, there's, going on? there's definitely more money um it was just luck of the draw really i did did the work experience with that company and they were just commercial and then, yeah, obviously you stayed with them um, and they've looked after me. I've been able to sort of spread my wings and go, like I've done a lot of power, data, fiber, uh, AV, a lot lot of differing works, that sort of stuff. So it's always been changing and uh, just hasn't got bland, I guess. And with the extra money through uh, doing the commercial side, uh, yeah, I haven't really felt a reason to leave, especially to go to residential, it would be quite a quite a difference. Yeah, I mean, what's what you've mentioned? Loads of different categories there, like AV, data centers, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, one thing for me is I love doing this as a job because there's so much variety. Every day is completely different. I mean, out of those mm. that you listed, like which one of those you like is the one that you enjoy doing the most? What's the type of stuff that you do? Just talk us through, like sort of a 
a basic day for you or the stuff that you really enjoy doing? Yeah, well, um, so like at the moment I'm doing a high rise, we're doing a 16 floor fit out, which is a hotel. Um, and this is the first time I've actually been on a full electrical job um, in, I would probably say almost, could be almost eight years, I think, six six to eight years, somewhere in there. Um, it's sort of worked out that I've done three years in each sort of category. It's just how, how the cards landed. Um, but yeah, with, I just got off AV. So I've been doing the power for a year now and I did three years in AV, which I absolutely loved. And I think it was just, it was a lot more in depth. There's a lot more to it. And um, it was just sort of different, I guess, Learn, learning new things, um, working with like big projectors and TVs, like a big, big multi-million dollar fit outs. So that, that was really good. But I also like doing the fit off when it comes to data racks. So uh, I'll do data racks, AV racks, or doing a switchboard. I like all that sort of intricate stuff, getting it really nice, neat, and finding the best ways to do it. Um, that's definitely definitely one of the um, That's where the job satisfaction comes yeah. from, isn't it? Just trying to make everything yeah. as, as good as you can. And it's it almost don't seem like that's work it. then because you're enjoying yourself. No. Yeah, 100%. Especially if they give you the time as well. There's no... I don't enjoy the, that aspect when there's no time, when they just go, 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 push, push, push. You've got to throw the cables in and you can't spend that extra time. But uh, with the company I'm with, usually we can. Well, well I have that in, in the winter generally as a plumber because everything's an emergency. Everything's like you've got so much to do. True. You don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy working in the winter. Obviously, mm. it's cold and dark, and that you get that. Need seasonal. to get yourself over to Australia. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you so much pressure to just get it done, get it working, you can't take your time and enjoy it as much. So it almost because mm. they always say, like I've said this before, you if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Enough. But when the when the demands of the job make it that it puts you under pressure, or either self-employed, it's your time, you've got to fit everything in or you're working for someone and they're saying, you've got to get this done by this time and then I need you on another job, mm. then you can't, like you say, take your time and, and enjoy it. You've just got to get it done and that's when it, yeah. you don't enjoy it as much. I mean, one thing I want to touch on with you as well, Matt, obviously like my dad lives in Noosa, so he's not far from you. Um, mm. Over here with COVID, obviously everybody's still been working in construction and stuff like that. So we've been super lucky ourselves in this you know, the trade industry to, to continue. I know over there they close the borders and I know sort of, you know, Southern Australia and New South Wales have had a few issues and obviously people getting locked down. Mm -hmm. I just want to get a different perspective because obviously, you know, everybody has been affected by whatever's gone on around the world. And I just want to get like a perspective from yourself. Obviously, has it affected stuff for you? Have you found that people are still willing to spend money to do refits or new builds, you know, like, just, just tell us a bit mm -hmm. about sort of your sort of, uh, how would I say, experience from it all over the last sort of two years. Obviously, you've started your social media. That's, that's gone fantastic mm -hmm. for you. But from the work side, obviously, many people have been stressed out. They've had too much work. Everybody wants their house renovating or mm -hmm. they want something building. I mean, how has it been for you? Have you noticed more work? Have you noticed less work, but more larger scale jobs? How how's it sort of affected the industry over there? Um, the overall industry, 
because I talked to quite a few people, mainly online, um, from all the different states and all that sort of stuff, but everyone's pretty much booming, especially residential. Residential is just flat out. Most guys can't get a break at the moment. Um, it sort of slowed down. It sort of slows, well, yeah, it goes up and down all the time with commercial, depending on the lockdowns and all that sort of stuff. Um, but for our for the company I work with, we haven't noticed too much. Um, we had a bit of a slow time right when it sort of started. But after that, I think everyone else started spending and we sort of took off a bit. Um, and yeah, like we haven't really noticed much. We just had a whole wave of COVID come through um, and went through our work site. I had it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, it hasn't really affected us too much from from what I've seen. What about yeah. the price of the materials? Is, is it affected that? Yeah, that that's definitely been affected, and obviously getting a lot of the gear into the country. Um, we when we started the job we're doing, obviously it's a large scale job, so we started it almost a year ago. We started ordering gear at that stage, so we could get in into the country and sort of just leave it there waiting until we got to use it i mean how 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 much has it affected say like a lead time because over here like when it all kicked off i mean the price of wood, yeah. timber that went crazy yeah everything's gone up in price mm -hmm. and also they're struggling for especially boilers now if you want a, to buy a boiler mm. it's not easy um obviously some guys have prepped and they've bought some stock of ones that they use but if you mm. find out if you go into the merchants oh, i want this boiler it's they've not got any on the shelf and they can't order mm -hmm. them in. So it's starting to affect us that way. Mm. Yeah, I don't see too much of that side in the commercial, but I definitely know um, in residential, like uh, just building times even, used to be six, was it six months? Roughly about six months for a normal house to be built. Now it's 18 months, and I think it's actually getting pushed out a little bit further. So that's 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 a killer, really, um, and yeah, that's to do with the materials. Um, I go to the local hardware store to get just normal timber, and it's pretty hard to source that sort of gear. I mean, yeah. where, where do you? Because obviously, you know, Bunnings is massive over there. I mean, where where do you sort of yep. get your your bits and pieces from? Like the the stuff for you on a on a daily. Where's where's the mm -hmm. one sort of place for for you that you pick up? Yeah, but pick up stuff. Bunnings for me is where I pretty much go. Like I've just done um, a remodel to my shed and all the timber, all the insulation, screws, lighting. I pretty much go to Bunnings. Um, yeah, we've got trade account there, so it brings down the price a bit. I mean, yeah. you, I, I know Bunnings is like, Bunnings is basically like Kingfisher's a screw fix and B&Q. Yeah. I mean, do you, have you even noticed that somebody like Bunnings, the size of that they are, West Farm is massive. Like, have you even noticed that, certain bits even there like you go in and some of the showers where you'd normally see them full up oh yeah there, you know because we see that a lot yeah I, yeah yeah we definitely do i even see it all over social media people going into bunnings all over australia and there's literally nothing on the shelves yeah and, I, and the one the one thing i did notice about australia was it was a bit like here everybody went crazy for toilet paper at the start of the yeah. <laughs> i i think it's the same right now yeah yeah, we're uh, struggling once again. I don't know who's buying it all. You never, you never yeah, know. I think we've got a trans. Yeah, we've got a transport problem at the moment. So yeah, we can't get it around. Yeah. Like you said at the start, when when it first kicked off and people were unsure of what actually was going to happen, what was going on, the work did slow down for, for us as well. 
But then as soon as it sort of, we got an idea of what was happening and they told us what was going mm. on, then our work kind of just... I think constr construction getting told you are essential, I think that that gave us the stability over here. And I think it was the same over there. I did, yep. I did see, like, I hate talking about, like, COVID and vaccines and stuff like that, but obviously I did see all the stuff in Southern Australia where it was like, you've got to get a vaccine, all that type of stuff. So it's like watching it around the world, how it affects different countries because they've got different restrictions or, you know, like you, I, I mean, I can't believe that you just said that a house build's gone from six to 18 months. That's like mm. three times the length of time. I mean, as a tradesperson here, people are, are struggling to price a job because when you then go to do the job, maybe three months later, the price of materials is moving so much. I mean, if you're doing a job and you're on it for 18 months, you know, every single day mm. you've got those guys or girls on a job and you can't move them off that job. So that, that must be impacting, you know, even though you're probably making more money or there's more jobs available, obviously if something's taking longer to do, you know, that's impacting mm. impacting what you guys are doing over there. I mean, where, where do you see how it's all heading then for sort of the Aussie sort of electrical side of things? Where would you, where do you think it's all sort of heading at the moment? Do you think that there's going to be more issues in the future with price or like how is it for finding people to get into the role because there's a massive shortage of tradesmen and women over here isn't there yeah you know is that a, an issue as well in australia for you guys there um it's actually hard to tell and it's something i've sort of tried to look into because the government will say one thing with numbers but um where they're saying that there's i think they're saying not enough whereas I don't know too many companies that are hiring very many people. Um, so yeah, it's really hard to know, but yeah, I, I definitely meet a lot of people that are, that are trying to get in and uh, where I am, it's a little bit different. I don't know how you guys go over there, but we're sort of going to labor hire more. So we've got extra or side companies that will have all the labor. So you'll be hired by them and they'll put you into certain jobs with other companies and then they can, pull you out of that whenever rather than having them direct with the company and they've got to be made redundant if they don't have any more work and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit more like a tem um, temporary workforce. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a labour hire um, workforce and that's been changing quite a bit over the last few years and um, I, don't know, I don't know if it's for the better. It does have its pros, but I think it's got a lot of cons really as well. Yeah. I mean, is it sorry? Yeah, get, no, go. Is um, a trade in Australia is it high, is it highly regulated? Is it um, a sort of career to aspire to? Are you kind of well thought of? Encu that yeah, encouraged at school as well. Because one thing over here that we always complain about on the show mm. is that there's not, you know, you go to school and it's like, yeah, you got to go to uni. And if you don't go to uni, people sort of look down the nose yeah. at you as if to say, yeah. well, I think trades in this country are undervalued yeah. compared to other countries. But I just wondered, what is it like in Australia? Yeah, that, that's definitely a factor, or at least it was when I was in school. I think it might be changing, but I wouldn't be able to say fully. Um, but yeah, we never really looked at the trades back then. And there weren't really any courses that you could start doing as i was saying before that you could start while you're in school um, but now that's something that's more available which is really good whether it's being pushed or not i'm not sure um but yeah we're definitely i think sparkies are pretty well looked at and my, most other trades are i, I do think um yeah so 
yeah. Well, I can't remember what the other question was. <laughs> Just um, the other thing you, you know, like when I was when I was a kid and I was doing my apprenticeship, we used to talk about because. Um, Plumbing especially, it's quite an essential job because you need sanitation, mm. you need running water and you need heat. And, you know, with electrics, you need power to run your central heating system or your hot water system. So it's quite mm. an important, but it's vital. Mm. You know, where would you be without... Don't, don't, ask a, don't ask a sparky if he thinks a plumber's vital. <laughs> well, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> Matt's all right because his dad's a plumber. Where see, would so. you be without clean running water, without central heating, without power on... You, you'd, you know, you wouldn't be very well. Yep. You'd, you'd be in hospital probably. That's so true. it's a very important job, but I don't think in this country we're held in as high regard as we should be. But I remember when I was an apprentice, especially, we used to talk about like in America, if you were a plumber, you were like up there of being a doctor or a, a lawyer or something, the, the well thought okay. of. And I just wondered if it was similar, you know, the in society. Plum, plumbers are down here in Australia, Sparky. And, yeah, <laughs> and then my next question was going to be, do you have like, we have banter between sparkies and plumbers mainly because we're the well plumbers are the top trade (laughs) but is it the same over there have you got plumbers and sparkies are they the ones that you have the best banter with yeah yeah definitely um yeah because they pretty much sort of change um depending on which which is better or which is more highly paid and all that sort of stuff but yeah we definitely give banter back and forth uh, yeah it's definitely a lot of fun I, I do a lot of it on on my social media that's for sure yeah i try to as yeah. well. i try to um, have a dig at an electric <laughs> every time, time i get a chance right ryan davis is the one r davis he, he always just yeah he just goes in hard on plumbers and yeah. just anybody that likes dewalt as well he he's, just... he's clearly a failed plumber <laughs> he wanted to be a plumber and he had, he had to sell for electrics I mean, I mean, just an, another another quick question before we let you go, because I'm always sort of like mindful of time when I'm I'm taking taking up time when you're at home and stuff like that. All good, all good. I mean, across social media, then, like, which I'll, I'll ask you a few questions. Which is your favourite platform? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that that's a hard one. I've, which one do you enjoy I doing like most? TikTok. Uh, probably TikTok. TikTok, it's more free flow and the interaction's higher and just easier. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be polished either, does it? I had to get my head around that. No. Throw it up there. No, I think you, you, you almost have to leave that behind, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? So if, if, you, if you could name some other accounts apart from yourselves, who would you, who, whose content do you enjoy watching? Obviously, I've got a few myself on there, but who, mm-hmm. who's, whose pages? It doesn't have to be trade-related, but who's... Whose content do you like to watch? So what's the type of stuff that you that engages you? Oh. It's a tough question, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Like one one of the – there's Sparky Voss. So she's a Sparky that's over here. Um, yep. There's – I follow Vanderlands. He's a uh, lawn guy. He's, he's I always watch his stuff for all his updates and all that sort of stuff. Um, England, who else have we got? I'd have to have a look. Who else is up the top? I do follow um, Ryan, um, uh, R. Davies Electrical. Yep. He's a good um, guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we've got a bit of banter going back and <laughs> forth. Um, is it, does he wind you up about stuff that you do as an Aussie Sparky? Because I always see him going back and forth with American Sparky. Yep, yep. just like, you guys are... yeah. You know, yeah. So originally it was about the um, 
uh, twisting cables the, or something. Yeah, pretty much twisting and the way it goes. And like we don't use any of the uh, what are the I can't remember what the other ones are called because we don't use them at all. But we use BP connectors. Um, but at the end of the day, we actually use different cable. So that that was the main difference with twisting. Uh, but, yeah, we went back and forth a few times. Yeah, he's got some funny posts on that. <laughs> do you find um, that? Because when I do anything, um, especially gas-related, because in the UK we can run mm. gas in copper pipes. Now, whenever mm -hmm. I do any content with gas in copper, you'll get Americans commenting saying, that's illegal, you can't do that, because they have obviously different yeah. codes for different countries. And in America especially, each state has its own code where you might sure. do a plumbing job in one state yeah. and in another state you can't do it like that. Is it, Do is you it, have something yeah. similar there? And is yeah. the work in Australia and the electrical work in the UK, is it different? Or? Yeah. I mean, do, do you have different regs yeah, in, yeah. in each state? Do you guys have different regs in each? Uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah, there's there's nothing too major. Yeah, at least that I know of anyway. But I've actually, I've actually been sent the regulations for the UK. I'm actually sort of starting to go through that and just having a look at the, the few, few because I'm, I'm really interested in that aspect, especially when it comes to the cabling. Um, and I was actually talking to a guy from the UK today, and he was saying that they have mandatory uh, cabling and electrical checks for all your, all your buildings over there, which they have to do yearly or something like that. Which is actually something I didn't know, and I've been pushing for. Well, I'm, I'm a big um, advocate for that i wish we had it over here we we are self-regulated as spark is over here um, which i guess can be good but at the end of the day we're not uh getting checked so I've yeah got, yeah i've got and some plans um this this year maybe to um we're, we're talking to i don't know if you know mechanical hub and i've got these um plans to go say to america and work for a week with an American plumber. Yeah, great. Is that something that you'd be interested in maybe coming over to the UK and doing a week with Ryan or maybe him coming over to you and working through it with you just to make content? Well, we'll, and see we'll bring you over, Matt, because obviously you work with Unilite <laughs> as, as an ambassador and you can spend, you can spend a week giving Ryan some... But is, is that something that interests you? Do you think <laughs> yeah. you'd like to... Uh, 100%. I literally, it was a week or two ago, I um, was talking to Ryan about it. Yeah. yeah, it would be definitely something I would I would love to do. Yeah, go to a few different countries and see how they do it. And yeah, see, I guess, yeah, what, what the differences are. Yeah, you can pick apart his work then because he, he loves his work. Oh, 100%. The, the banter would be good. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. It's International good idea. banter. But no, just like for an experience, you could learn something and obviously you can make content for all your channels. Mm. Yeah, well, I think that's the big one. A lot of people are wondering that. So, well, I, you know, if, yeah. you, if, you, if, you, if you want me to, I'll come, I'll come out and work with you. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> He's paying for the flight. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else yeah. that you wanted to to ask Matt? Or, I mean, is there is there anything for for you then? Because we always give people like the the final thought. Like Jerry Springer, we always ask you for your final thought. Any advice or any sort of like <laughs> projects, or if you want to like plug yourself, is there anything? else that you that you think people should know about or anything that you've got coming up that's a big job or stuff like that you're passionate about outside of what you do i mean is there anything like, like that matt that you um no i can't can't think of too much yeah yeah it's just yeah i'm pushing hard with the social media and um yeah, def definitely trying to help uh, apprentices at the moment. That, that's one of the big ones, a lot of how-to stuff. Uh, I get constant messages from apprentices, which, which I love, or even guys in that are trade uh, tradesmen. Um, 
just helping out with certain bits and pieces. I think there's a, a lack of, uh, I guess, information or help out there. Yeah, lack of resources. Yeah, yeah, especially for apprentices. That, I get it constantly. That, um, And that's what I did a post the other week about tradesmen not being taught how to teach. I think that's uh, something that we lack over here. We're just sort of given an apprentice. And some people don't even like people, let alone <laughs> having a young young person half your age yeah. and, yeah, <laughs> he hates and me, teaching really. them. So uh, one more thing. So I'll that's definitely something I, I want to push, yeah. Do you have an issue yep. with tool theft in in Australia is because we have a massive problem in yeah, the UK. Yeah, it's massive. So mm-hmm. do you have to, I mean, I don't know what the um, the punishment is for someone who's caught stealing tools. It's pretty much nothing here if they even bother mm-hmm. trying to catch them. Is, it, is right. it a big problem for you guys? Yeah, and it seems about the same. It's um, I don't know exactly what the punishments are, but from what I've seen, there's there's no real deterrence to it. It's a slap on the wrist. Um, and as you said, normally they don't even chase it up. Uh, I think it's just too hard to track it down, uh, especially if you don't have any markings or anything on your tools. So, yes, it's, it is a massive problem here, though. Yeah. I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think in the UK, if you steal a tradesman's tools out of his van, let's say, what, five, six grand's worth of kit, it's the same mm-hmm. offence theft from a motor vehicle if you broke into a car and stole a radio mm. but yeah, like you true. say catching them you've got a other cat well the police have got to catch them in the act because if you catch them there's nothing you can do um you've got to have cctv of them actually doing it and even if you've got that it's not always 100 percent going to be a conviction um mm. so you basically got to look after yourself you got to Increase the security on your vehicle. You've got to mark your, like you say, mark your tools, um, and just yeah, try and do anything you can to make it hard for them to get in. Because if they want to get in, they'll they'll try and get in. But yeah, it sounds like you've yeah. got the same. Has it, has it got worse over there for you over the last few years, especially with the pandemic? Because some people, you know, might be mm. struggling or whatever. Is it has it got worse for tool theft, or would you just say it stayed the same? Relatively? Yeah, not not sure. Yeah, I, I I know of a fair few people that have had had it happen. I, I had it uh, happen quite a few years ago as well. But yeah, I wouldn't be able to say if it's got worse or or better. Okay. No. Well, we'll uh, love and leave you, Matt. Nice nice talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, I mean, for yeah. for us, it's great to finally get like have a have an actual face to face chat with you myself personally. But also keep doing great on the social content. We we both love the stuff. So. Uh, Thank you for spending the time with us anyway, Matt. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. Thanks for having me. No worries. And if I get time in April, I'll come and see you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, hit me up. No worries, mate. <laughs> All right, go and enjoy your evening anyway, mate. Cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks. Cheers, mate. mate. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you like listening to Al talk over all the guests, (laughs) if you've enjoyed this episode of Trade Legends, listening to Al talk over everybody else and people banging on the desk, if you've enjoyed listening to him watching today, you're fucking going to stay still one space just for a minute. If you've enjoyed watching this, blah, 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 blah. Right, three, two, one, go. So I'll just not do it. Yeah, sure. I'm going to shut up for just like a minute. If you've enjoyed listening and watching today's Trade Legends podcast, please subscribe to our channel. It'll really help us out. We're a new podcast. We want to do big things. And you subscribing, hitting the little bell so you get notifications. 
be just great. Thank you. Hitting the little bell. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, ding, 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 ding. There is a little bell in there. Beasley Workwear now proudly sponsors Trade Legends.